Hey guys, this is D. Williams again with Dis Comics Life. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about what it means when a girl wears black panties on a first date. I'm also talking about more Game of Thrones bits, and I finish it with why I hate the Make-A-Wish Foundation. All right here on This Comics Life. Let's check it out. <laughs> For tuning in to this comics life right here with your host D Williams, I am the one and only open mic comedian that is sharing his stage time with you, the viewer, one week at a time. And this one is a good one. I have gone uh, into a little realm of shit lately. If you guys have been listening to this uh, week's podcasts or these uh, past episodes, but uh, this one is not that bad, and um, I'm not saying it's uh, by any means, uh, you know, what you would want to pay money for, but uh, I'm glad everybody uh, showed up and uh, laughed, and I will say, if you guys listened to last week's episode, uh, this is the one that I was uh, previewing that I go way over, and (laughs) when I say way over, I mean uh, an extra minute and a half, and by stand-up comedy terms, that is a lot, and I was only supposed to go three minutes, and I ended up going about, like, four and a half, so anyway, (laughs) we'll see what that is like, but I will say, I probably could have ended it uh, where the Game of Thrones bit naturally ended, but I went into this side going into uh, a little bit of why I hate uh, Make-A-Wish, and you'll get into that later. <laughs> but I think it kind of went over well. I And I've also stretched that uh, Make-A-Wish Foundation bit a little bit, and I, I think I'm going to be trying that a little bit in later rounds. So stay tuned for more of that to hear. But you haven't even heard it to begin with. So anyway... <laughs> It is going to be cool. Uh, I will say I I went into a completely different area of uh, a Game of Thrones bit, and I like it because it actually kind of not as much happened, but it did happen a little bit, and I'll I'll get into how it happened. I won't spoil it, but uh, (laughs) I think that's what I will get into first is that it's crazy how uh, funny life really is. It's that, like, you know, Comedy, at first, when I was trying to think of, like, funny things to say and funny premises, I would always just think of, you know, just weird out there things that didn't really happen. You know, they were complete fabrications, complete lies, but, you know, you wanted to try to, like, talk about something funny, so you just make it up. But now I've noticed that it's not about just making something out of thin air. You need to take something that's, like... 80% like really happen and then throw in a little 20% of didn't happen or just exaggerate a little bit you know you it doesn't matter if you say oh it was with one friend or it was with three friends you know it's just there were friends (laughs) involved in the story you know like I'm just saying like as a comedian I'm learning that it is very tough to like initially 
create a story that didn't happen but try to make it funny but it is a lot easier when you just had it happen to you in real everyday life and you don't even need to embellish it it's just something funny happened to you (laughs) but i'll get into how this got embellished a little bit but anyway uh once again guys if you are new to this show thank you for tuning in i'm glad that you have uh tuned in at this episode uh but i'm also saying why did you tune in at episode eight Why didn't you just start at the beginning? And if you guys do want to start at the beginning, it's not like you're going to be having to listen forever. It's only eight episodes, so we're barely into this thing. But I will tell you that if you do listen to the first episode versus this episode, you will already see how much better I'm getting in just a couple of months. Because I'm trying to say that like, there's probably, you know, a good two months in between or three months in between the first and, uh, this episode that you'll hear right now uh, coming up, but uh, it's going to be great to see what, you know, six months is and what nine months in, you know, and what we're doing 52 episodes in, which is, you know, if you're counting week by week is a year. I know we're getting into math and science and things like that, but I'm trying to teach you guys things also and make you laugh. <laughs> uh, just like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I kind of forgot his name for a second, but you know, it's Neil GT. <laughs> Neil GT. I don't think anybody calls him that. I think I'm the only one that called him that. I was going to go with NGT, but then I said Neil GT. Yep, that's right. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Uh, what has also been going on, uh, lately in my, uh, world? Oh, that's right. Uh, I did put out last week's episode, maybe a little late. I still got it in Saturday and, but it was kind of towards the end of Saturday, but I will say I probably should have, uh, uh, recorded it a little earlier than I did. I unfortunately, well, I didn't, I shouldn't say unfortunately, I did go on vacation recently to the beautiful state of Texas. Yeah, okay, anyway. But yeah, I went and saw some family and it was really nice and 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 it was cool. You know, I did a lot of cool things uh and whatnot, but I I, I tried to get to a open mic, but uh apparently there's only open mics in the state of Texas during the weekdays and all of the other clubs and everything else have, uh, you know, paid gigs. And, you know, you can't really get into that when you're nobody like me. So obviously I didn't get to do anything during the weekend because I went from Friday to Monday. And I will say, like, you know, Friday and Saturday and Sunday, of course, a, club, a comedy club is going to want to have, like, you know, people that actually bring a crowd in, not some, like, open mic night. <laughs> and, you know, it's not like L.A. where you can find an open mic every day of the week and not just one, but you could find, you know, multiple every night of the week. But it isn't like that at all. It's like, you know, there's far and few between. There's only, you know, two or three clubs per major city. And I was in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, so there was only, like, you know, probably six or eight clubs in the Dallas Fort Worth area. So it is very hard to find a club out there, but it would have been cool to uh, do some comedy out there. I don't know how well my comedy would have done out there. It's not like I have really, you know, uh, you know, Republican or Democrat or anything like that, but it's, it is maybe, you know, something that could be 
for people that are out here, maybe, I don't know. It would be kind of cool to see if my comedy is regional or not. <laughs> you know, if I'm like secretly like going to be huge in some sort of like state coming up or if like a certain, you know, city listens to me more often than not, like, I don't know. That would be kind of cool. Uh, if anybody out there uh, is from a different state or country or whatever that is uh besides california and the usa definitely hit me up and let me know why you uh listen and if you do listen and you like it definitely hit me up again and tell me that (laughs) it's always at the twitter account is the d stories and you can also hit me up on facebook and instagram at this comics life and you can also write me at this comics life pod at gmail.com anyway i got that out of the way But like I was saying, I was in Texas recently, and boy, is it weird. And when I say weird, I mean you have a Baptist church in a square mile radius. (laughs) And they're not like small churches either. They're like pretty big churches. And I'm trying to think like, okay, this town has like 3,000 people in it. And it has eight Baptist churches in it. Like, what's the difference between one Baptist church and the other? Is it like really like you just go down one by one and they go, okay, well, who do you hate? I hate gays and I hate lesbians and I hate, you know, anything that is an LGBTQRSTNLE, any of those things I hate. And then you go to the next (laughs) Baptist church and they're like, well, I hate all those letters too. And, but I also hate, uh, uh, black people and I also hate them Jews and then you just go keep going down and down and down to church and church and you're like well who hates the least or who hates what I hate and then I'll just join that <laughs> I'm assuming that's how it works I mean I didn't actually go in there personally and find out but I'm assuming that's what you do when you're in that small town trying to find the church that you want to go to for the rest of your life but anyway uh it is a fuckload of churches. It was kind of hot. It was, uh, you know, definitely summer. And it is interesting because there are really pretty parts. It's very pretty. I mean, I will say, like, it's green everywhere. Cows just doing what cows do. And, you know, it was great. But I will say I did see my first two transgendered types of people just in the wild <laughs> first. And they were both in the airport, uh, believe it or not on my, uh, airplane itself, uh, on the way going to Texas, uh, we saw a, uh, I guess, well, uh, a man that used to be a woman and it was definitely, I hate, I shouldn't say it, they were definitely in a uh, transitional period because you could kind of tell that she was a woman still, but she definitely let the hair grow and let everything else kind of become very masculine, which is fine. I'm not saying like, I'm not trying to judge. I'm not trying to say like, I don't like this. You shouldn't do this. I'm just saying I saw this. I saw this person out there in the world. I'm just reporting on this i'm not trying to make a judgment at all i'm just saying this person looked like this (laughs) and they had a child with them which is fine and everything i don't care like but this woman or man this woman that was trying to become a man was definitely in the transition period it was like they were like that third or fourth like picture that you saw of the wolfman where it's like kind of like a a, not quite wolfman but like three quarters in where lon cheney was like just 
two-thirds of the way into the Wolfman, that's what she looked like or he looked like. And and I'm saying, like, if that's what you're looking for, if that's what you want to look like, go for it. Have fun. I look retarded, too. I have a beard, and I'm not saying, like, I'm God's gift to what men look like either. I'm sure she or he's going to look like a great man someday. But this day, at this time when I met him, Eh, not so much. <laughs> and I understand. It's it's I'm I'm making a criticism. Who cares? But this is what I'm talking about. Like I don't care what people do, but when if you're going to do something crazy and weird and something that's not in the norm and taboo and maybe in 20 or 30 years it will be in the norm and we won't have to talk about it, but in this stage it is still weird and I'm saying this woman or he him Looked weird. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, you know, I think a lot of people in the transitionary period, they're just getting in on the ground floor. It's kind of like when CGI came on the on the, the movie stage, you know, like at first we would just do little backgrounds and little little bits of things like boob jobs. And, you know, you know, eyebrow uh, shavings and waxings and things like that. Like, you could do little things. But now when we're getting into, like, full-on transitions, we're trying to get into, like, you know, Star Wars stuff. When we're still, like, you know, in the, like, King Kong era where we're doing, like, stop-motion animation and not really CGI. We're, like, doing cool things with, like, video cameras and the the actual special effects, but we're not getting into the CGI yet. Like... We're not getting into the uh, Jurassic Parks of the world, uh, the the original Jurassic Park. You know, like I guess that's the thing. It's like the right now we're in the first Jurassic Park in transition in uh, surgery, but now, like, hopefully, t- ten years, twenty years from now, we're gonna be in like the you know Lost World uh, or Jurassic World type of like you know transitionary type of surgeries where we won't even know that they were a woman or a man at any time before it was like they're just so uncannily good you're like wow that's a real dinosaur i mean a transgender person i can't even tell it's a real crazy person and that's awesome i'm waiting for that day because it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when you know how many court cases are gonna come around where People are going to, like, not know that they're the, another gender at some point in their life, and then they find out, and now suddenly they're like, oh, my God, I am not able to work. I can't do anything. I am fucked up because this person told me they were a dude at one point, and I've been fucking her for the last 20 years. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. That's going to be great. But the other person or I should say two people because it was a couple of girls that were clearly not girls at one point, but uh, they were on the flight back, and these two women were definitely very much uh, not as inconspicuous. Oh, man, God. they! I wish I had a picture of these two because they were fabulous i mean they looked like female impersonators like totally like drag queens but really cool looking drag queens you know they definitely look like uh you know like uh (laughs) like like okay 
I'm going to steal this from a Clueless. They're a Monet painting. They're, they kind of looked hot from afar, but when they got up close, they weren't that good. They were very ugly. But I'm going to take it a step further. They're a Monet painting if Monet only painted horrors. Like, if you thought to yourself, like, oh, my God, these were, like, hot whores. Yeah, they were hot whores, but they were definitely whores, and they definitely looked like men <laughs> at one point. You could tell. Like, you could totally tell. I'm sorry. When women, you, it, I think that's the hardest part to do in surgery, probably, is to get rid of the Adam's apple. And I don't know why men only have Adam's apples showing and women don't. But for some reason, if you see a woman with an Adam's apple and goes, how you doing? You're like, oh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I don't care how hot they are. They're just like, hey, how you doing? Hi, how you doing? I'm just fine. <laughs> You're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I was talking to my girlfriend about this, and she made a joke that was hilarious. So this is totally hers. But she says when guys' balls drop, they pull on the Adam's apple so it appears. So, you know, once the balls drop, the Adam's apple appears. You know, they're connected to one another. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, they're on the flight back, and I'm sure they're very nice people and everything, and I'm sure they're doing what they love to do, which is great. Like, have more power. If you want to do that or whatever, fine. But do you have to look like whores? Come on, man. Like, I understand you want to be women. That's fine. But do you have to be, like, slutty women or, like, do you have to look like you, like, sell sex? And I, I don't know, <laughs> like, do you have to look like you, like, you know, used to sell sex, but now it's not like that anymore, and you're just trying to be, like, a good woman, and you're just trying to get your college degree and everything and raise your kid and, you know, I'll be my own independent woman. But I understand, like, if you want to do that, great. But could you just wear, like, a pair of pants that were sensible and, like, a nice sensible pair of shoes and, like, just a regular shirt just to the airport, just to, to the airport? You know, when you get to your home and you want to wear the booty shorts and, like, the just the topless, you know, skin-tight shirt that's kind of not really a shirt and you want to look like just the epitome of like what maybe like Pamela Anderson looked like in like the mid two thousands or something. I get it. Okay. You think that's cool. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I guess if I'm going to go as, if I was going to change into a woman, I guess maybe I would want to try to look like a hot woman, but like, not like, I, I guess there's a lot of different like ways of looking hot. And I'm sure, like, certain guys would be way into them. And, but I don't know. It's not me. <laughs> I'm looking for more of the girl next door transgender. You know, you need to just kind of have, like, your hair pulled back in a ponytail. You could wear the same type of glasses. It doesn't matter. Like, you, if I'm sure a lot of girls wear guys' glasses anyway. So, you know, you don't even need to change your glasses. Just And you probably don't even need to change your boob size. You know, if you're a man with a nice B-cup, you could probably stand to be just a girl with a B-cup. And you just need to lose, like, the, the belly fat and all that. And then you'd be probably not even that hard to change. I mean, besides the junk and all. But... I understand. It's, it's, you know, to each his own. But I, man, this is like, 
<laughs> I didn't know I was going to get into a big old transgender jag, but uh, it was kind of weird how like one was going to Texas and one was coming ba- and then two were coming back from Texas. So like, why in the world those would want to be going to Texas? I don't know, but more power to them. They are definitely more braver and stronger than myself. I'm just a stupid comedian that makes a podcast and makes fun of them. <laughs> I know I'm a piece of shit. Anyway, we should get into that uh, open mic and show you why I would call myself a stand-up because I'm trying to do stand-up and here's a nice set that I think kind of works over well and we'll get into it right after this. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thank you all for coming out. Uh, This was the first club that I ever did stand-up in. Uh, It was... An interesting uh, first set. Uh, I totally forgot all my lines and material as soon as I got on stage. And in some weird way, I ended up asking one of the girls in the audience what color her panties were. (laughs) And I don't even know where I got that premise. But it actually turned out to be good because I would assume that uh, the guy liked it that she was with because uh, she said it was black, and you all know what that means. Period sex. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I'm sure he was definitely wishing for that. I wish for a lot of things. Uh, obviously, you know, people try to say, what do you wish for, uh, world peace, you know, gun control, and you're like, yeah, that's never going to happen. But... I wish for little things that are going to never happen as well. Like, the latest thing I've been wishing for is that I wish that every time I farted on a bicycle, I would instantly go 14% faster. (laughs) Wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be so awesome. I mean, it wouldn't, like, change the world or anything, but it would make the world at least a little bit more fun. And you'd at least want to, like, you know, ride your bike more. Another wish I was being th- I was talking uh, thinking about is that I wish that every time when somebody would come up to me and start jabbering on about uh, Game of Thrones, the moment I looked them in the eye, they would forget instantly whatever they were talking about. And I'm not just talking about their train of thought. I'm talking about they forget Game of Thrones altogether. Like they just forget about it. Because I fucking hate Game of Thrones. And I'm sorry to say it, but here's here's where it goes, and here's how far my hatred for Game of Thrones goes. There was a guy, I was standing in an elevator recently in an office, and this guy started running up towards the elevator as the doors were closing, and he started yelling, Mordor! 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 And as the doors were closing, I mouthed and silently whispered, Fuck Game of Thrones! And I pushed the door closed. Now, here's the thing that I hate about it is that I had never even seen that fucking Game of Thrones or any episodes like that. But I know what Hordor means. What the fuck? Everybody around me is telling me how great Game of Thrones is and how much I need to watch it, blah, 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 blah. It's like, I don't need to watch it. I just need to have 20 friends on Facebook. (laughs) Fuck. But the biggest thing that I, I wish 
uh, more than anything, is that I wish that I could abolish the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I know. But just think about it. It's not, you shouldn't even be calling it Make-A-Wish. It's not Make-A-Wish. It's choose from a list. You don't get to make wishes like getting to fart on bicycles and things like that. No, you get to either choose um, going to stand in line at Disneyland and shake some uh, stupid character's hand, or I get to throw out the first pitch at some Padres game, and you're like, I'm not even a Padres fan. Man, I fucking hate the Make-A-Wish Foundation more than I hate cancer. Because the worst part about it is that if you're an adult with cancer, you don't get to make a wish. You don't get to do anything. And I'm sorry. Am I, am I totally going over? I'm sorry. On that, that uh, cancer sucks. Make a wish, not so much. Carol Williamson, everybody. It's Williams, but it's oh, Williams. I'm sorry. Uh, what is your major malfunction, nub-nuts? <laughs> okay, yep, that's what I'm sure John Silver is saying at the bricks is, what is your major malfunction? You should have left it at that Game of Thrones bit, but you didn't. You decided to go and make fun of the Make-A-Wish Foundation and go off and not really f- kill. Anyway, but thank you guys. Yes, that was, uh, again, me doing a, a little bit of stand-up. I hope you guys liked it. Let's get into r- the first bit, which was, uh, yeah, bringing it back full circle. So if you guys have listened to the first episode, you will hear this first performance that I'm talking about, about how I just totally forget everything I was about to say, and I go into about being nervous, and about how I picture people in their underwear, and then I ask a girl what color her underwear is, and, and it just goes... Kind of not well. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a training period. And you and I like how I can bring back that those things. I, I can bring, you know, things into my past that I've experienced, you know, in the same settings and things like that. I, I think it, it kind of, you know, takes you into the moment. You know, I like having staged stuff, things that I know I want to talk about. But then... I also like to talk about things that just happened in that moment. You know, if a if a comic before me goes on stage and talks about something really crazy that the audience responded to, you know, maybe I should respond to it as well. You know, just at the top or just something. I don't know. Or if it really bombed or, you know, maybe you can turn that into a nice little quip about like, hey, man, that guy bombed hard. What do you think about that? And then watch me bomb. (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, after uh, I totally thought of that on the spur of the the period sex joke, and it kind of worked out well because, uh, you know, period sex is, uh, I guess, pretty funny. (laughs) But yeah, it's called a misdirection, fellas and ladies. Anyway, it goes quickly into the Game of Thrones, and I like this joke, too, about the wishes, and I think about stupid wishes all the time. Like, I wish that I could never do laundry ever again. (laughs) I wish I didn't have to do chores ever again. (laughs) I guess that's not really a, a, a funny wish. That's kind of a wish that probably everybody thinks about from time to time, but... 
I do think about like one time when I was thinking, <laughs> I think this really only came about was because I was riding a bike one time and I farted and I just thought to myself, wouldn't it have been funny if I just boosted all of a sudden and I just started going faster for no reason. I was like, that would be awesome. And I completely think that was a, a stupid <laughs> dumb moment. But it turned into a nice little uh, segue into uh, why I hate Game of Thrones. And I definitely, genuinely think about this all the time because I have so many people in my life that just want to talk about Game of Thrones all day and all night. And I get it. It's a good show. I get it. It's great. But I don't care. <laughs> and I'm probably not that alone. I'm probably maybe in the minority, but I don't even really care about being in the minority or whatever. I mean, it would be the same thing as if, like, I watch a lot of dumb shows, and I'm sure people don't like them. You know, people, and it would be for that same reason why they wouldn't want to hear me talk about those dumb shows to them. It's the same thing. It's just. For whatever reason, I get more shit because those shows are popular and my shows probably don't even have one-tenth the amount of uh, viewers. <laughs> you know, I watch dumb shows like, you know, Impractical Jokers and Carbonaro Effect and a lot of stupid, mindless stuff. It's not even like a show, really. They're just, you know, basically magic and prank shows. <laughs> but that's something that I watch to get rid of stress and it's not even something i obviously watch a lot of other shows too but it'd be like man did you guys see the latest impractical jokers and then the game of thrones nerd would be like uh why does this guy have to talk about those people trying to get them to say dumb things to their friends and blah 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 and you're like i don't know it's funny <laughs> and they're like can you just stop but i mean it's it's Listen, guys, it's all about empathy. If I have to hear you talk about your Game of Thrones bullshit, bullshit I, <laughs> then you have to listen to my dumb shows. <laughs> anyway, I do like that uh, the Game of Thrones uh, joke that I came up with was kind of a, a true life thing. But obviously, like, you know, in real life, I didn't mouth fuck you. I wish I did. If I had the balls, and I guess if I had the real cojones that I talk about, I would have done it. But I really did push the button and let the door close on him so he didn't actually get on the elevator. That part was true. And that part where he was yelling, Hordor, Hordor, that part was true, too. And <laughs> and I just thought it would have been funnier, way funnier, if I had the stones to just slowly flip him off as the doors were closing and mouth, fuck Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, that would have been so hilarious. But that's the thing, you know, I... I have that instant thought in my mind after it happens, and now it's like, oh, I gotta put that into a bit. Man, that's gonna be a bit. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it later, uh, that's the thing. So, I guess after that moment, that's where I should have just left it. I should have just ended it with right there. Should have ended it, and it would have been cool with John, and then it would have been cool also with just leaving it on a high note. But of course, I'm dumb, and I think I have more time, and I don't even look over where I'm, where the time is, and I decide to go into another little bit where I've said this a few times, and it kind of goes over well, and I do like how it is a, a 
straight up just a a pick from a list type of scenario. Like you're not getting anything you want. You're not even getting the farts and the bicycle or anything like that. I'm talking about like even if you wanted to go somewhere exotic, like I want to go diamond hunting on the in the Africa or I want to go uh you know to underwater scuba diving or whatever they'd be like um we got either disneyland or a baseball game so what do you want kid uh you're not going to be around here for long so uh you better pick it up because uh we can't get playoff tickets and uh they're coming up in the next two months so uh pick it up (laughs) (laughs) anyway but like it is one of those I, i i don't i understand that it's not what I'm joking about. It's way more than that and blah, blah, blah. But that's the thing, people. It's a joke. We're trying to make things seem funny that aren't really that funny. And I will say they probably do have something, some sort of small equivalent to like make a wish for adults. But I guarantee you it's not by make a wish and make a wish doesn't have like an adult uh, wing to their society or anything like that. So that's BS. So as soon as you're not, uh, uh, as soon as you turn 18 and then you suddenly get cancer, you don't get to go to Disneyland on some other person's dime. What? That's bullshit. <laughs> you should be able to go to Disneyland all the time. I guess they think that after you're 18, you're probably going to be raking in all the money, so you could probably buy your own uh, Disneyland pass. But, I mean, you do get the front of the line and all that stuff when you're going through the Make-A-Wish, because I should know, I was a Disneyland character for a little bit, and I met tons of Make-A-Wish people, and yeah, that's all it was, was just people getting to go through the lines getting to do all these like little private meet and greets and yeah that's probably cool and all but still i would totally take the farting over the on the bicycle over any disneyland thing if they could actually make that happen oh man i would totally give all the money to the world to uh, make a wish (laughs) have you also seen these these make a wish things lately too where like they're letting these kids uh, fight all these superheroes through, like, the towns and all this stuff. And there's, like, all this stage production. And there's, like, people that are actually, like, playing villains. And it's, like, you're helping Batman and blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, you're going to get to a point where you're going to make these kids want to have cancer so bad. Like, as soon as, like, a kid that doesn't have cancer sees this on YouTube, they're going to instantly go, Mommy, you know what I want for Christmas? I want cancer because then I'm going to be able to get to fight, you know, Joker and the Riddler and all this stuff. (laughs) I don't get to do that if I don't have leukemia. What the hell is that about, Mom? (laughs) See, make a wish. You're almost trying now to do it too well. See, I think that's what's going to happen is that we're going to, there's going to be like a dystopian apocalyptic universe. Can you imagine if we could have a movie where suddenly there's a a machine that makes you able to have any wish in the world that you could think of if you do, though, in fact, get cancer. If you get cancer, that's the only time when you get to make these wishes. Then, in this world, it turns the people with cancer into the most powerful people in the world. So, people are now wanting to get cancer because as soon as you get cancer, you get to make a wish. And then, 
what do you wish for in that universe? So then those become commodities in, them, in themselves. So the people without cancer, maybe that have a lot of money, you know, like the corporations and things like that, or like the independently wealthy, they like hire the wishers to get like, okay, if you give me your wish, I'll give you, you know, all these things. Or how about this? Here's a twist. So this guy gets cancer, but he has to save his kids or he has to save his family or whatever. So he contracts this guy and says, if you can save my family, I'll give you my wish. And then, boom, Bruce Willis busts through the window and then suddenly has to save the family and, like, totally has to, like, get all the bad guys killed and all this shit goes down and blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly, like, at the end, he gets... Like, you know, maybe, like, the cancer goes in the remittance, and he actually doesn't get a wish, so he can't return the favor. But then Bruce Willis goes, That's okay. I don't need any wishes. I got all I need right here. And then he embraces the guy, and then in a weird twist, it, it he kind of starts living with the family, and after a while, the the... the the wife and the kids are like, why is this guy living with us for so long? And he's like, shut up. The dad says I need to live here. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> okay, it kind of went downhill. But you could see that would be a great movie. Hey, Hollywood, if you're listening, there you go. There's a gem right there for you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that leads into uh, why I went over a little bit and I could see uh, why uh, probably should look at the time and this is a lesson in time because uh, I've uh, gone all over a little bit in this podcast so let us wrap it up once again alright guys thank you again for tuning in to this comics life with your host me D. Williams I will once again be going to more open mics to come, so definitely tune in to future episodes where you can hear all of those gems or uh, failures to uh, that will be, uh, I guess, around. Uh, there will be some new material, maybe a few more things that you've heard before. Who knows what's going on, but you can tune in each and every uh, Saturday. That's when new episodes come out. So, uh, yes, definitely also subscribe on iTunes or Google Play Music or Stitcher or anything that you can get your hands on a podcast with. So go to This Comics Life pod at gmail.com if you want to write or email me anything that you think that's funny or whatever or you can go to at the d stories on twitter or this comics life on facebook and instagram to follow me on social media all right guys thanks again and peace out